Before we get started, I just want to give a special shout out to Christian Whitney and Black Sevens. If you need any graphic design work done, make sure you hit up Christian at BlackSevens.com. Christian is a native of North Denver and a beast at what he does. He also is a great dude. Visit BlackSevens.com right now to see his work. Buy some merch and just see what he has going on. He knocked the DNL logo out the park. We are super excited to feature his work. Visit BlackSevens.com right now for more. What up, Dom? What up, Al? How's it going, brother? Nothing. Just chilling. Just another day. Another day, another dollar, man. Another episode. Feel a little, uh, man, I feel a little off. Today does feel a little I off. I feel a little off, man. This this uh this not being able to get this uh this crap that we're trying to do going pissing me off. But you know, it is what it is. Uh we'll make the best out of it and still have a great show today. Um shouts out to everyone tuning in. Numbers are gr- running up, man. We appreciate y'all for keep running them up. Keep it going, keep it going, keep sharing the website, um, go on go on to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh make sure you give us a follow there. Um as usual. I'm Coach Al, sitting alongside my partner. Coach Dom. And uh, this is DNA Sports Podcast, man. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, we got a bunch of stuff for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking Deion Sanders. We're going to be talking Madden ratings. Uh, we got a, a special uh, player highlights uh, for some in-state uh, athletes that are uh, doing big things in, in Colorado and looking to take their game to the next level and, and do all that. And, uh, you know, Got some, uh, some. We talk some rap albums, Dom. Some hip hop. Hey, we're gonna have some fun with it today, guys. So we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, once again, make sure you hit up dnasportsdenver.com. If you're an athlete that wanted to take the game to the next level, get off the ball a little better, make sure you go visit us there. Sign up to do a, uh, a, a individual workout, whatever you want to do, man. We'll, we'll build a plan with you and get it popping. Uh, next Sunday, July 31st, we'll be at North High School uh, working with some young athletes. I think uh, second grade to eighth grade. Um, just working some speed and agility stuff with them. So um, camp's full, but if you want to come out and see what we do, by all means, we, we welcome you out there to check us out and see what we got going on. It's a good idea of, uh, of things that we do with some of these young athletes. Yeah, for sure. And make sure you check out our website for sure and get some merch. The merch is looking right. The DNA logo on the middle of a chest is popping vibrant off of a black tee. So make sure you go out there and get you some gear ASAP. You know what I want to do right now, Dom, is I'm just going to take a, a selfie of us, bro, just just to show us this popping gear, man. And we'll post this. Uh, we'll post this online right now, whatever. You know how we do. Heck, we can even go live with this sometimes. You know, it's it's fun interacting with folks, um, getting more interaction. So we do encourage you if you guys have something that you want us to cover, if there's something you want to hear on the podcast, um, whatever it is, visit dnasportsdenver.com slash askdna, and uh, we'll get your question up on there. Um, talking with my brother, he's he's been interested in hearing some more uh, fitness stuff with with what we do, so yeah, man, it's gonna be it's we we try to we try to cover a lot here, but there's some things that we don't get that we don't think of, or maybe we're just trying to, maybe we don't think that that's what you want to hear, but we want to we want to cater to what you guys want to hear, so make sure you hit us up and, and let us know. Yeah, even if there's a specific episode or topic that we touched on in the past that you want us to kind of retouch on and and hash whether the news has been updated or changed or if we just didn't go into as much depth as you wanted us to on that topic again 
go to the site, ask us the questions, and we'll definitely um, do what is asked. Yeah. Hey, so before we get started, Dom, I kind of added some stuff to the script, and I didn't want to throw you off, but it was just mostly just wanted to mention it because it, you know, it's stuff that you don't see all the time. Um, but last night um, there was a baseball game over at Fenway Park between Toronto and Boston, and out of nowhere, a football game erupted, man. <laughs> hey, I was just getting ready to ask. Are you sure it was a baseball game? No, <laughs> Toronto won the game 28-5, to and if 28-5 to doesn't spell out dominance and just pure lack of, of baseball ability, um, let me just break it down a little bit more. There was a inside-the-park Grand Slam home run hit yesterday by a former Rocky, uh, uh, Ramiel uh, Tapia. And you don't see an inside-the-park home run often, let alone an inside-the-park Grand Slam. Um, it was just wild, man. There was um, 11 runs scored in the fifth inning. There's seven, score, uh, seven runs scored by Toronto in the third inning. Um, just just an onslaught. And their pitching wasn't bad, man. They, they Their pitchers did really well, and I think they had like 16 or 17 strikeouts. So, You know, on that Grand Slam, though, boy, was that a fielder. You know, he, he lost it, and he never seen the ball land. And then, you know. And I, he stood I, there. I he just stood there. Like, Dude. where did you think the ball went at that point? Like, When you see the, I think you see the left fielder running in. You know, fast as hell, try to get that ball, and maybe that's why. Maybe he just saw that that guy was coming, and he was just going to get in the way. But it just was—you don't see that that often, especially on a pro level. Just to completely lose the ball in the air like that, and I don't know, man. I played some—I played some like beer league softball, and they stuck me out in the outfield once or twice. And being out there, man, them, them balls come in fast, bro. Coach, you started out by saying beer league, so you were probably a little bit intoxicated. This dude was sober, bro, and he's a professional athlete. Like, <laughs> he's gonna be on a blooper or two. You're gonna. So I get a pass. It. I get a pass for missing a couple of the fly balls, right? Yeah, that's right. Bet, bet. No, man, I just wanted to bring that up, dude, because like I said, it's not something you see often. Um, the Blue Jays set a franchise record with 28 runs, and they were surprisingly they didn't set a major Sheesh. league record. The major league record, uh, the modern league. Uh, modern day major league record is like 30 so they were too off from tying that but um it's just something you don't see every day man and it's kind of uh kind of crazy to see it yeah definitely <laughs> so dom um what i really wanted to talk to you about amongst other things is do you see what's going on over at jackson state university Shh, and what Deion sanders is doing over there man oh yeah so it's it's no surprise to anyone. Dion's been there. Primetime's been there for now. I think it's going on his third season. And, um, you know, he brought a bigger profile to that school for sure. Um, but it surprisingly hasn't always been about Dion. It's always been about primetime over there. Um, he made an announcement on his Instagram that he was donating half of his salary to help complete the program's uh, football facility renovations. So for those of you who don't know, um, they're doing some renovations over there, expanding, bringing in bigger and better things, which is dope for the program. Um, and to try to keep that on pace and to get it done uh, by August 4th, which is their, their kind of their, their deadline. It's a month before the season starts. Uh, Dion is kicking in um, half his salary. So um, in 2020, Jackson State signed Sanders to a four-year deal worth 300000 annually. Um, said he wanted to up his donation to half his salary to make sure that the facility was ready um, a month before the season starts. Um, wild. Man, man, I love this, right? This is great. I mean, this is 
a coach putting his money where his mouth is. You know, he you know everybody knows Prime is is flashy, you know, look good, feel good, play good, all those great things, but he backs up what he talks, you know, and and him putting his money where his mouth is is showing the players that are currently there and future recruits that he's committed to building a successful program, you know, and I think when you see a guy like that, a coach bought into a program, it's going to draw a lot of attention and it's going to bring in a lot of those high-end athletes because they want to play for a guy who's equally as bought in as they are. For sure. For sure. And it's funny that you, that you mentioned it that way that he's putting his money where his mouth is. Um, He literally said, quoted, I'll put half on it to get this done. If you don't believe me, check me. I'll send you the receipts. Um, It's baller, man. Um, I think, I think it's important for an athlete to see that, that everyone is bought in from the um, role players all the way up to the superstar, all the way up to the coach, GM, whatever it is, right? Athletic director in this case. Um, but with senior head coach willing to say, hey, you know what? It's not all about me. Let's go ahead and put half my salary down and uh, let's go ahead and, and get this facility done. Um, that's big on Dion, man. That's, you know, you don't see that a lot in professionals or in any kind of sports, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, just a deeper look into what, what Prime is doing over there at Jackson State. He's killing it in recruiting, man. They have the 18th highest rated uh, recruits in, uh, or excuse me, let me rewind that. Of the 18 highest rated recruits in, in Jackson State history um, during like the recruiting rankings era, they all came during the past three years, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, dude, he flipped arguably the top recruit in the country uh, from Florida news. State to Jackson State, which Florida State's his alma mater. Like, you know. Yeah. He, it brought in legitimacy to Jackson State, helped revive the historically black uh, college universities, um, just profile and uh, mystique, man. I don't, you know, when I think HBCUs, I think Grambling, I think Southern, I don't necessarily think – Jackson State, but he's he's taking that football level to a whole nother whole nother level of, of play and of, of just existence. Um and he has the team primed to take another step this season with some of the best talent the school has ever seen. So I'm excited to see what happens, man. If that can translate onto the field, that'll be big for and you gotta wonder if if, if Dion is able to take these guys to not necessarily like I'm not even saying like national title because that's that's like years and years of building, right? But if he's able to to get them into more notable bowl games, say like a New Year's Day bowl or just even a top 25 ranking, you know what I mean? Um, you got to know these other schools are going to be coming trying to trying to knock on that door. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, you're definitely going to start thinking about Jackson State when you're thinking about HBCUs, you know. And also, I think it – you know, it's a lot closer than you think when you're talking about these bowl games because, again, this is going to bring in so many recruits, right? It's already – he already stole the top recruit. Um, and, you know, I think that it's just going to be a domino effect now. And it's also putting the institution in the hot seat, yep. right? Because he's saying, you know, I'm going to pay half. Now they have to go ahead and pay the other half because if not, the failure is on them. And – it's it's a domino effect business, right? So they're going to upgrade the facilities for the football program. Then it's eventually going to trickle into other programs because you know how that kind of thing works. And, you know, before you know it, you're going to see a lot of the top-end collegiate athletes at Jackson State University. 
Well, you know, and it does, like you said, it puts them on notice. It says, hey, if I'm willing to do this, you guys better be willing to do it too because there's going to come a point where if they don't want to match his his step-for-step, he'll go somewhere where they will. And I don't, you know, and I'm not necessarily saying that that's his, that's, you know, his motive or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, um, if you don't give me an opportunity to create opportunity, well, then I'm going to go somewhere where someone's going to give me the opportunity to, to fully, to fully blossom and be what we can be. Yeah. So shout out to, to primetime. Um, shout out to Jackson state. Just looking at their schedule. They don't have a, an incredibly tough schedule. Um, you know, they start out September 4th with Florida A&M and then they, uh, play Tennessee state. And then they get into some of the the swag play uh, after Grambling State, but so it doesn't look like a, a terrible terrible schedule. But you know, hey, if you can get through there, I think the the first game is going to probably be televised. You're going to probably see a little bit more games televised for them. You know, that spotlight's on, man. So I don't think they they're like primed for any kind of like consideration for national title run this year. But they can definitely make some noise and make it you know make it make it hard on folks to overlook them. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> you know, and I think a statement like he made is obviously history in itself, right? How many times has a coach really said, I'll put up half of my or half of my salary to get this done, you know? Um, so I think he's already making history in that, and now they're just going to put together the work on the field. And, and, and I look forward to seeing what history they can make on the football field as well after this. You know, Al, but uh, speaking of history – you know, change the pace a little bit. Kind of wanted to pick your mind a little bit. We're both hip-hop guys, right? We love music, um, both dabbled in music a little bit. I'm just curious, um, what are your top five hip-hop albums of all time? And I know it's hard because I went through my list and I couldn't really settle on five, so you're going to hear a few honorable mentions. But honestly, my list was probably double or triple in size before I reduced it down to where it's at right now. <laughs> Um, you know, I'll just name a couple and in no particular order, I'll give you five and then we'll speak about the honorable mentions afterwards and we'll go ahead and touch base on yours. For sure. For sure. For me, you know, growing up in the nineties, um, all eyes on me, Tupac, you know, one of the greatest albums of all time, in my opinion, um, chronic 2001 by Dre doggy style by Snoop, um, college dropout by Kanye. Uh, and now the fifth before the honorable mentions. And, you know, for me, just this being one of my favorite artists of all time, I can't really leave him off the list. So I'm going to put him there. And again, it's not in any particular order, but ready to die by Biggie. Um, you know, and those would be my five honorable mentions. And again, I think any of these honorable mentions I have could be on my top five list. The Blueprint by Jay-Z, The Carter by Lil Wayne, Get Rich or Die Trying by 50, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, and It's Dark and Hell is Hot by DMX. Man. Um, that that It's history. This is such a hard, this was such a hard topic to, to kind of comb through because you get, to, you get to start thinking about albums and then you forget albums. Um, you, you start thinking about albums and you think about artists and you're like, well, damn, them are, they're, they're dope and I, I love this and so this one was hard, bro. Um, but I, I did the same. I put it in, I put five in there in no particular order. Um, I didn't put All Eyes on Me in there, although I think All Eyes on Me is a freaking top five album. Yeah. But 
I like Machiavelli, the seven day theory. There were yeah. some bangers on that, man. Uh, Pot came through and it, and it released right after his death. So the mystique and mysteriousness behind that. And, you know, I think now we understand how much work Pot put into the studio. So you understand how records can release posthumous, posthumously. Mm-hmm. But um, I did a Machiavelli, seven day theory, Enter the 36 Chambers by Wu Tang Clan. Um, Fire. You know, straight fire. Love the woo. Have that on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by Nas. Uh, another one that was, a lot of people say Illmatic. And I didn't get turned on to Nas until it was written. It was yeah. like, So that one for me, that one definitely stands out. Poetry. Um, Doc's the name by Redman. Uh, Doc's the name 2000. You know, uh, people sleep on Redman, man. Dude. And he is great. Redman is dope, bro. He's one of my, definitely one of my top 10 all-time favorite artists. Uh, favorite individual artists you know i know he does stuff with um with method man but just as an individual artist muddy waters was a dope album so he's he's dope man and that docs the name 2000 mm-hmm. that takes me back bro to some sweet times just just around getting out of high school and into high school and then um last but not, definitely not least um i put outcast equipment i um outcast my favorite group all time bro period um, and Equemini was such a dope The track Equemini is such a dope track But the, al- the album in whole Like you can press start on that thing From A to B Just let it rock Yeah just let it rock dude um, But you know of course There's always a list of honorable mentions um, College Dropout As you mentioned was one of yours That that was one of my favorite That and Night Registrations Like some of my favorite Kanye West um, Eternal East 1999 <laughs> uh, I just remember banging that as a kid dude Yeah um, too short life is too short uh that song cuss words i remember hearing that as a kid thinking that was like the greatest thing in the world like like my parents uh uh, we was at a cousin's house and my aunt my mom heard us banging that track out dude and let's just say they were not happy about it they reamed us pretty good dude um all eyes on me and me against the world both are up there as far as like super dope albums scarface uh i like his greatest hits album because it encompasses all his greatest hits Mm -hmm. but uh the fix album is dope and then uh, one that one that a lot of people don't talk about um, is "The Cool" by uh, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, I, I think that's a really dope album. Dumb it down, um, hip hop saved my life. Um, just there's just a lot of dope tracks on there. Not even talking about the ones that were you know more marketed and whatnot. Yeah, you know, I think for me, a lot of these like we're gonna have our younger viewers. They're gonna be out there. They're gonna say. <laughs> Where's Drake? <laughs> where's Drake at? You know, where's where's all these other artists? And 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 for me, my personal list is just you know what I what I think. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm not saying that this is the top five of all time, but I'm pretty sure if you look at both of our lists and you go to Rolling Stone or somewhere like that, you're gonna find a lot of these albums on there because they're just great albums. And and you know, I think it's a generational thing of of who's your top five artists or who's the the top five albums. It's really a generational preference at that point. But for me, man, these, you, you know, you got classics, like you said, college dropout, you know, hit the get them high with, with common on there and yep. Talib Kweli, that song right there. I can forever just put that song <laughs> on repeat, bro. And just listen to it. The beat itself is ridiculous. The flow you is know, in the pocket like Wallace. I got the bounce like hydraulics. I can't call it. I, I got, got the swerve like alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, though, bro. Like, 
Hey, I, I agree, dude. College Dropout is super fire. That song, I can hear the beat just banging in my head right now, dude. Yeah, and that common. Oh. Voted in Denver. I ain't a mad rapper, just an MC with a temper. Yup, yup. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell this. Uh, you mentioned the young folk, uh, the young kids that maybe we didn't mention, like, you know, some of the people that they're banging right now. And there's a lot of dope artists right now. Hip Rap has definitely changed, and it's become more commercialized and more theatrical. I mean, not to say that fools were faking back then being studio gangsters because they definitely were um but it's just it's different now man it's been more marketably friendly so that you're able to make songs that you can market to people so back then you couldn't do that as much um so there's no knock on and on any young folks i listen to i listen to anybody they they refer me to some of our kids be like listen to this person coach listen to this person and i'll I'll listen i'll give them an ear i challenge young folks and take some of these names that we're dropping and listen to them and, and listen, like listen yeah, to the lyrics for sure. You know what I mean? Like, not just like the melody and the beat and 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 everything like that. You know, listen to the lyrics that they're saying. You know, like because that's the problem for a lot of our generation, right? When we get schooled to some of the newer music, we try to go listen to it, and it's just a vibe out. It's more of a vibe than 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 a lyrical. Mm-hmm. You know, classic, and and I'm not saying that that there's not lyrical MCs out there because there are. You know, there's a lot of guys that are very lyrical in their own unique way. But you know, the the lyricism in the '90s and in the '80s when hip hop and the essence of hip hop was around was yeah. just phenomenal. You know, well, I think like you know, people use music for different reasons, and some people use music for a release or whatever, and sometimes they want to get away from like that serious the serious sound and stuff, and they just want to hear some fun music, which is dope. I get for sure. Um, but there's always a message in poetry and there's always a message in music. So I highly encourage folks to, to be more into lyrics. I've always been a fan of lyrics, man. Like lyrics is where it's at for me. Um, thinking about the old days of just acapellas, freestyles, and, um, you know, just coming off the top of the dome type stuff. Lyrics are always, have always been big to me. And there's so many cats albums who I, I didn't even list on here, didn't even think of. And I keep thinking about, you know, Cats that are like that just never dropped a bad verse, like you know, Jadakiss, Most Def, yeah, Common, Lupe, um, you know, Immortal Technique. There's a lot of cats out there that just spit bars, and mm-hmm. you know, they don't they don't have that marketing push because maybe they speak speak out against the machine or speak out against the agendas that that record labels like to push or whatever. Because you know, record labels are always about uh, making money off of their assets, right? So they're not gonna push some real controversial assets unless there's a big market for it. You know what I mean? So it's just the name of the game, dude. Like um, record labels are going to cater to their listeners always. And they're going to sacrifice the artists um, artwork to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, and and you said it, they're going to protect their assets. And, and I kind of wanted to save this for next episode a little bit. Um, But that was something that I, and we could touch base on it little more in depth next episode but you know protecting assets is i heard that french montana had recently came out and and it was talking about that record labels are now putting life insurance policies on their artists you know because of you know the violence surrounding hip-hop and 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 a lot of the artists that are dying you know at hip-hop shows are in relation to hip-hop that they're out there putting life insurance policies on them like they are literal assets dude and it's just it's sickening to see that essentially these record labels are hoping for success but praying on their downfall <laughs> they're covering their bases um the wild thing about that bro is 
it's it's twofold, right? So it's like, okay, these guys are making enough money now to record labels where it's like kind of necessary to cover your base, I guess. I mean, I guess, you know, they're living, you would think the record label would be encourage them not to live a reckless lifestyle to put them in a position to be murdered or whatever. Hey, you know, I know you like to rap about selling drugs, but don't really sell drugs. Yeah. Like we've given you an advance. Like let's, let's teach you how to use that. Protect your assets, right? That, you know, but instead they're just going to invest that money into a life insurance policy. So, you know, they're going to encourage you to continue to do you and continue to, you know, live your life recklessly so that when you die, they're going to cash in on it, man. So if that's not message to people, I don't know what is, man. It's wild. It is. It's definitely crazy, man. And, and you know, I don't want to take too much away from our top five albums that we did. So we'll definitely touch base on that at another time. Um, but the one thing about both of our album, our lists is all these guys were hungry when they created this album. Yeah. Right. Each one of these albums, they were hungry. They were motivated. Um, and speaking of hungry, you know, I just want to kick it off to you so that way we can segue into our next shout out. Man, I feel you, Dom. <laughs> um, I, one before we before we do that, one thing I'll say okay. is you can hear any of these guys, any of these albums, and you listen to it. And one thing I used to always listen for when I was when I was listening to music was passion. Yeah. Passion in the voice And you can hear the passion in the voice um, For any of these guys So big shout out um, As Dom said though We do want to give a shout out to Janice's Catering If you're looking for a catering service for your event I highly encourage you to give Janice's Catering a try uh, Janice's Catering is a Colorado native family run company Featuring Mexican American cuisine From enchiladas to street tacos and fajitas They throw it down um, they've got delicious green chili, beans, rice, all the fixing, man. From small gatherings to large events, there's no job too big or too small for Genesis Catering. Weddings, birthday parties, anniversaries, funerals, business, lunches, graduations, any event, make sure you hit up Genesis Catering. Find them at, on Facebook at Genesis Catering Colorado or give them a call at 303-669-2215. One more time, Genesis Catering Colorado or 303-669-2215. 669-2215. That's Genesis Catering. Big mm, up. Mm, mm. Bro. You got me hungry right now, coach. Bro, they're they throw it down, dude. Hey, I'm excited to to try it again. Try you know, it again. Continue and again to help and again. out Genesis Catering because we all love good food. Man, shout out. Um, also, while we're here, while we're talking about it, make sure you hit up DNA Sports Training Denver. Or excuse me. <laughs> can't even get it right. DNASportsDenver.com. That's right. Hit up the website. Um, if you're an athlete that wants to take your game up to that next level, maybe get a little bit faster, a little bit quicker off the ball. Maybe you want to work your kick step. You want to work your your uh, your pass pro sets, whatever it is. Uh, we've got a plan for you. We can make it happen. DNASportsDenver.com. Go and, and, and sign up for a class. If you're supporting what we do, make sure you go sign up and get you some merch. Uh, DNASportsDenver.com You buy you some nice t-shirts like the ones you see In the, in the camera footage here um, Shout out to my brother La Isaiah He bought a, a nice sweater he should be getting today um, But make sure you hit up the website Man support what we do uh, When you buy the merchandise man it helps us Continue to do what we do whether it be the Training aspect whether it be the podcast um, We do we do the podcast as a supplement to the training, right? We try right. to we try to get the word out on the training because that's the important thing. Getting these these kids out the streets and working hard towards something that can that can reward them and their family many times over. Last week we were talking to Brandon Bennett. He was down here 
And he was talking about the importance of getting a, co- uh, a college scholarship to play football because he knew he wasn't going to be able to pay for college. He comes from you know a family that doesn't have them resources, right? So it's important you're able to be your best. So make sure you hit up DNA Denver, DNA Sports Denver.com. Sign up for a class. Let's get it popping. Buy some merch. Listen to the podcast. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, man. You got to always practice on making your craft the best that it could possibly be. You know, you're never too good to continue to practice. So, you know, you see the greats are constantly practicing their craft. So make sure you do too. Defense alignment. If you want to work on your get off, you want to work on your hands, you want to work on your pad level, your footwork, your your escapes, you know, whatever you want to work on. I'm here for it. You know, I got an abundance of drills that I'm ready to just dump on you and and try to sharpen our skills. Iron sharpens iron, right? I'm going to sharpen your skill as a player. You're going to sharpen my skills as a coach. Go to dnasportsdenver.com right now to book a session. And Coach Dom's a a pass rush specialist, so you make sure you you hit that up. Speaking of pass rush specialists, Dom, like that segue – I do. That's, that's professional, dog. I do. That's professional. Um, I want to get into these Madden ratings, man. Um, Madden 23, another Madden. Um, I love it. it, it it'll, it'll be releasing soon, right? I think it's here in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, but they've released their, their rankings, and so kind of want to go through them. See what you think. I kind of have an idea that you're not too happy with some of them, um, and I, I kind of agree with you. Um, shout out to the 99 club. So there was only four players that ranked 99. Um, Aaron Donald, which, as we talked about last week, that's the best player in the in the whole freaking league. Uh, Devontae Adams, which is probably arguably the best wide receiver in the whole league. Miles mm-hmm. uh, Garrett, which was a little surprise to me, and Trent Williams, which is hands down probably the best left tackle in the game. For sure. Um, those four were your 99 club, the only four. Surprised not to see any quarterbacks in there. Um, the rest of the top 10, in order, you got Cooper Cup at 98, Jalen Ramsey at a 98, Travis Kelsey at a 98, Zach Martin at a 98, Derrick Henry at a 97, and George Kittle at a 97. Um, pretty wild, man. Um, some new names up there in that top 10. It doesn't, there's not a lot of, uh, of mainstays up there, bro. Um, do you agree with the 99s? Um, you know, I'm I agree with the Aaron Donald, Devontae Adams, Trent Williams, Miles Garrett, not so much. Um, you know, again, Miles Garrett's a beast. beast. Yeah. He's phenomenal, right? But I probably would have dropped him a little bit lower and, and maybe put another pass rusher up there instead. Um, you know, I think of several names um when I think about that pass rushing list. And I'm actually kind of disappointed that there's not more offensive linemen and defensive linemen with higher ratings. You know, after you get out of the top 10, you start to see it them kind of dwindle down a little bit. And, and it's ridiculous, right? Because the game is played on our backs. Man. I mean, yes, their skill players make a lot of plays and that's what draws in the entertainment aspect of Madden. But, but man, like no respect for the guys in the trenches. First thing I said, man, is, who got snubbed? And then I looked at it again, and I was like, what the hell, man? Like, can the offensive line, defensive lineman get some love here, please? Like, um, you know, there's several guys that are freaking, you know, just up-and-coming beasts, man. And to, to see where they're ranked at compared to where they should be ranked at is just kind of disappointing. But, you know, it, it's all subjective anyhow. Um, you know, I think there's no doubt Aaron Donald, Devontae Adams, and Trent Williams – I feel you on Miles Garrett. Um, you know, 
I think guys like Cooper Cup might be a little. I think he's a ninety-nine. I, I told you yesterday, last week that I thought he was the best in the in the league. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, he he was a ninety-nine last year, and he actually is a ninety-eight this year. And I don't understand what dropped off on his game. He's still probably arguably the best cornerback in the game. If not, he's definitely one of them. You know, yeah. and um, Kelsey. It's, it, Travis Kelsey's a beast too. Although I will, I'm surprised he's a 98. To be honest with you, you think he'd be lower? Uh, 96, 90. I mean, it's 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 a couple of points. I I don't think he's, I don't think he's far off. See, and when I think about him, right, I think about like, not necessarily like what have they done for the NFL and like their accolades and things like that, but like just their overall strength. Ability, yeah, and what they bring to the game of football, you know. Sure. So, like a 98 for Travis Kelsey, I ain't mad at it just because, like, when you're thinking about tight ends, he is that dude. Do you rank him higher than George Kittle? Oh, because Kittle is a 97. I, I, I think based off of body of work, when you because you know, they obviously are going to talk about body of work based right. off of body of work, yes, I think he's still slightly above Kittle. Kittle was a little hurt this past season, too, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Kittle makes it into the 98 or maybe even 99 club in 24, you know. Um, But, man, just some of the guys that I just feel got snubbed straight, disrespected. If you look at it on a defensive tackle point of view, Vita Vey. Yes. Jonathan Allen. Yes. Chris Jones. Yes. um, I mean, there's there's a handful of guys, man. Yeah. you know, you look at some of the local cats like DJ Jones was 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 twenty sixth, which I, that's probably more appropriate. He was good in San Francisco, but I don't think he was anything super special. But um, you got Jonathan Hankins, thirty one, and then you know the Dolphins, you know, or the Raiders. I mean, uh, John Jenkins and Raquan Davis, forty seven, forty nine. Yeah. You know, I thought the ratings on the defensive tackles overall were kind of kind of skewed a little bit. I mean, you had a couple guys that were up there. But then the drop off was pretty high. Um, in terms of like edge rushers, you know, Jeez. Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, Fred Warner, and then Nick Bosa, um, Khalil Max only an eight, like Von Miller's only a ten, only a tenth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. them guys, are, them guys are still big. Chandler Jones only only ranked fourteen. Like come man. on, man! Like him and Max Crosby. Honestly, I know Max Crosby didn't. <clears throat> Sorry, get a lot of the sacks yeah. that a lot of people got. But, you know, his hurries and the pressures that he put on quarterbacks were were top sacks are five, great, you know? Sacks are a really great stat because that shows you, you can finish it, you know what I mean? And and but at the same time, like I love sacks, but at the same time, like hurries, there's something to be said about hurries and, and you know, just pressures. Um being in the face of that quarterback, you sometimes like you see it a lot with, with guys where you see with Aaron Donald, he'll chase he'll chase a quarterback out of a spot, and the quarterback will go to run away and run into somebody else, right, and get that person a sack. So sometimes, like sometimes, the sack stats doesn't always speak, you know, the whole story with it, bro. But even like yeah. the, like the quarterbacks, okay, you got Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Allen, and then Burrow, right? Um, Russell Wilson's a nine, Derek Carr's a thirteen, which me and you talked about this a couple of weeks back. I I feel like Carr can be up in that top ten. I, I think he is. Uh, Baker Mayfield ranked 18th. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens in Carolina. Deshaun Watson was interesting because he's getting paid number one money up until I think Kyler Murray just, just deal just beat it by like five hundred thousand. Um, but he's number eleven. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> you want to hear how lowly it is to be a Dolphin fan? Yes, I do. So two is ranked number twenty-three. Jeez, you want to know who's ranked ahead of him? By one? No. Teddy Bridgewater, his backup. <laughs> Tua's backup is ranked so he, higher than so, Ma- higher. so Madden would start Bridgewater <laughs> over Tua. Oh man. Oh yeah. I mean, man, there's just some that honestly like give I'm trust me, I own every copy of Madden since it's ever yep. been out. I am a Madden head. Um, but I'm a little pissed off with this list a little bit. Dude. Jonathan Taylor, a ninety five Bro, we talked about him last week too. Like Jonathan Taylor is a ninety-five. Bro, they have Derrick Henry one, McCaffrey two, Chubb three, Taylor four. That is crazy. And then Cook five. Honestly, in that list right there, I'd bump McCaffrey all the way back to five. You could argue Taylor or Chubb at number two. Um, honestly, I think I, me personally, I like I like Jonathan Taylor's longevity a little bit more because Chubb is a bruiser a little bit. But either way, though. Let's There's keep, no way McCaffrey right now should real. be higher than Chubb or Taylor. Yeah, let's keep it real. Keep real. Keep real, Coach. The only reason Derrick Henry is probably the top-rated Madden player that there is for running backs is because he's the guy that you would create when you create your own player that has all the Facts. ridiculous size, the ridiculous <laughs> speed, the ridiculous strength. Like Facts. That's why he's number one. But if you had a choice – you're probably going to go with JT over him. I mean, I think I would, honestly. Um, but 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 receivers as well. Coach, before you go to receivers, okay. do you know Derrick Henry is the only football player to have 2,000 yards rushing in high school, 2,000 yards rushing in college, and 2,000 yards rushing in the NFL? I do. That's incredible, dude. It is. Here's the thing. He's got a great offensive line. So you're right in in in, in that, you know, he, he's he's ranked number one for a reason. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think all that factors in. But you're talking about the wide receivers. What 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 you got beef with the wide receivers? I got beef with the ratings for a few of these guys. <laughs> yeah, what's your beef, coach? First of all, one of the hardest guys, in my opinion, to game plan for this last season, Debo Samuel. Okay. Debo Samuel was ranked a 89 overall and 80 for strength. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, hold on, coach. DJ Metcalf. Hold on, coach. Don't hurt him. 89 overall, 79th in strength. Bullshit. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, a 93. Oh, my God. Again. Come on, Madden. You need to get it together a little bit, all right? Because the fact that those three guys right there that I named are that low is just blasphemy. It's an outrage. It's just gives me, like, nails on a chalkboard vibes. (laughs) Like, those guys were ridiculous, and we have them... At an 89 for DJ Metcalf and Debo Samuel, put some respect on their name, Madden. Maybe maybe it's like you mentioned earlier. Um, maybe it's a combination of they haven't done it long enough yet. You know, that's the only thing I can think of for not having them rank 90, at least 90. Jeez, like, 
I seen some I seen some crappy players rank ninety, you know. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think they should definitely be ranked higher. Eight, uh, they shouldn't be in the eighties. Um, for the as far as the top five though, with like Adams, Cup, Hill, Hopkins, Diggs, I don't have much of a problem there. You can argue positioning, right? Uh, I'm interested to see what Hill looks like with not Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. So whoever it is in Miami, I don't, you know, I hope Tua can can blossom into that quarterback and be that dude. I don't know that he he hasn't shown that he can yet, you know. Um, but man, that's gonna be rough, dude. We'll see. Speaking of what was what was Mahomes at again? Uh, Patty Mahomes. Oh, I didn't write his ranking down. I saw. Do you have the number? Or? He was number three. He was the third rating quarterback. Yeah, I think he was like a ninety-five. Here, I can pull it up real quick. So you mean to tell me you go from the cover of Madden to the third-ranked quarterback in the game? Well, you know, sometimes, coach. Hey, it's a big fall. Well, but did but did the top two but, outperform but, him that but, much? I mean, Brady did. Brady's number one, and Aaron Rodgers is is defending MVP. Although you could argue that Brady Brady should have won the MVP last year, um, but so Patrick Mahomes is ranked ninety five, Brady's a ninety seven, and Rodgers is a ninety six, and Josh Allen's a ninety two. I, I feel what you're saying. I would probably flip Rodgers and Mahomes if it was me. I, you know, I feel the same for the way. game of Madden. I'm yeah. just saying for the game of Madden, right? Who's more exciting to play with? I'm going to pick Mahomes. They both do the same thing, though. They both get on their edge, but I'm going to pick Mahomes a little bit, I think. Um, I don't like using Brady and Madden, dude. I've never really been good with Brady in Madden. I, I like being able to have an athletic quarterback that can get away from some trouble sometimes, you know, and I think Mahomes would be that. Even Josh Allen's only only ranked 92. Yeah. like, And I think he brings a lot to the table. Um, Even Tua being so low, right? Like, I'm sure there's guys out there that would rather play with the Dolphins and Tua than Tom Brady and the Bucks because of the the how how mobile he is, how man, he can get out of the backfield and run away from pressure. Coach, don't say. Are you drunk, Coach? Coach, don't I'm do telling it. you, in the game of Madden is different because you're trying. Listen, there's not too many guys that are skilled enough to sit in the pocket like a Brady and, and just pick a team apart. Now, now I. Listen. I, on the other hand, can do such a thing, but there's a lot of guys out there who can't. You know what I mean? So most guys like to get a, a mobile quarterback so that way they can run and keep defenses guessing. So in my opinion, I do think that a lot of the mobile quarterbacks will You're be right. picked over the, over the old the gunslingers. You're you right. know? It's like I just think it's going to happen that way. Just to round this out, Coach, we can, we can move on to the next one. Um Defensive backs, number one, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Number two, Jair Alexander. Number three, three Teron Matthew. Number four, Derwin James. And number five, uh, Tredavious White. Um, locally and in, in around our teams, um, you had Justin Simmons, 10. Patrick Sertan, 40. Xavier Howard, 23. Byron Jones, 26. And there wasn't a single Raider in the top 70. Rock Yassin, 76. And Trayvon Mullen Jr., 78. Well, you know, I'm not going to argue that too much. You know, I think Mullen needs to definitely step it up, especially coming off of some injury. Rock your sin. I mean, we'll see what he does now with us in Vegas. But the name that's two names that stood out on that list to me that I think need a little bit more respect on their name as well. Simmons. Yeah. Right. I'm a Raider fan, but Justin. He was right 10. Okay, well, I'll, that's okay. And that's out of all DBs and, and, and safeties. So and, and where did you have Patrick Sertan? 
He was ranked 40. Put some respect on that young man's name. He came in the league, and he held it down. I mean, Denver hasn't been that great of a team, but if you think about their secondary, you think about Simmons and Sertan. Um, it definitely seemed like they found a cornerstone right there for a long time. You know, that pick six? He, he, yeah. he, he had a pick six last year that he ran. Again, I was talking next-gen stats. He was on there. He was like the number two or number three fastest play. Yeah. And he had like a 70-something-yard pick six that he ran in 21 seconds. Jeez. Man, they got to put some respect on these guys' names sometimes. And, and you know, I guess that's the chip that they have to play with, yeah. right? Madden's not the end all, but they definitely care about where they're ranked, and and we'll see uh, what they do this year on the field to kind of show Madden where they belong. Just another list to provide inspiration, right? Um, wrapping it up and getting out of here. Bucks was number one team, followed by the Bills, Rams, Packers, Ravens, Chargers, Cowboys, Chiefs, Niners, and Eagles at ten. Bengals were number 11. I couldn't understand how they fell below the Eagles. Uh, the Broncos were ranked 14th, the Raiders 15th, and the Dolphins 16th. So Madden thinks that our teams and the local team here are going to be uh, Dog ne- water. neck and neck for the, for the, for the, for the comparison. So yeah, um, very well, interesting to see, bro. Well, it, you know, it's, it's a game, right? It it's is a game, game based off of a game. Um, and the players on the field are the really ones who go in and put in the work. So we won't put too much into that. But I want to segue into into the game that's played on the field. And, and locally, we want to shout out a few players again. It's my favorite segment because we get to shed some light on some players that do some great things here in Colorado. For me, the first week we did this, I went quarterback with the familiar face that I coached against this year. Um, familiar face, but only because I've watched him as a fan you know, I, I've kept track of the sacks. You know, there was a little bit of a race towards the end of the season last year. And this young man, Nathan Hallmark, he is phenomenal. He plays at Fossil Ridge High School. He's a D-end slash outside linebacker. Um, this kid's intangibles are great. His get-off is ridiculous. He fires off the ball. He has good hands. He creates separation. Um, he had finished the season last year with 22 sacks, 19 in the regular season, and finished the overall season with 22. He had five forced fumbles, one fumble recovery. Um, he had 90 total tackles and 72 solo tackles. This kid's all over the football field. And when you watch his highlights, right, the most amazing plays to me are when he's fighting in the trenches and the play gets beyond the line of scrimmage and his motor his effort, his hustle, he never gives up on the play. Majority of his tackles was him chasing down running backs and making plays. This kid is phenomenal. I can't wait to see what he does this upcoming season in his senior campaign. But, you know, you got us at DNA Sports watching you. Um, Big shout out. And and I definitely will say this, Nathan, your game is high-end. But I would love the opportunity to get to work with you and kind of sharpen up those skills. So if you're out there listening and – we're giving you this shout-out for what you did this year. Um, if you would like to maybe get together and try to fine-tune some of those skills that you have and turn those 22 sacks into 25, 26, holler at us at dnasports.com. Big shots out um, for Nathan Hallmark. That's Dude, those are some stats, bro, and those are hard to uh, to – 
deny. I think you're right, man. I, I, some of the stuff I love seeing on film is what a kid's motor is after the plays away from them. And, you know, that's a big telltale sign. A lot of times you'll see kids kind of just, yeah, it's done. I'm done. You know, I did my job. The play's away from me. I don't have to do anything no more. And then you'll see a kid that's running down the field, chasing down the play, trying to make a tackle, even though it doesn't seem like they're even close going to be going to be close to making that tackle. They just they balls out for a, a lack of better term. So big ups to, to Nathan Hallmark. Um, I went with the kid from Regis Jesuit High School, Andrew Metzger. And oh, yeah. uh, he's class of, two, of 2023. He's a tight end, 6'5", 235 pounds, uh, number seven overall. In the state, number 54 ranked nationally as a tight end. Um, monster of a kid. Um, plays offense and defense. I think, I think you'd like this kid because he plays defensive end as well. Uh, me and Sean last year went and saw that Cherry Creek Regis playoff game. And um, he was pretty big in there. He wasn't big offensively, but defensively he, he, he made his mark. Um, definitely was, a, was a, someone that you had a game plan for and, and a force to be reckoned with. Um, offensively, though, he had 12 games played. He only caught 18 passes for 166 yards, but had two touchdown, uh, two touchdowns. Um, but as I mentioned, the kid's an athlete, 31 solo tackles, 20 assists, uh, 51 total, uh, nine tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, and 15 hurries. So um, he was a big, he's a big part of what Regis does over there, both offensively and defensively. And plus, 6'5", 235 in the middle of the field as a tight end, going against high school kids that are definitely not that size, man. Uh, it's just a man amongst boys out there. So he's definitely um, uh, a big, big-time player. Um, sure, he got looks at DN, too. Uh, it's hard to ignore that talent and the impact on both sides of the ball, especially with another season of uh, experience under his belt. Um, he was a heavily recruited kid offered by Michigan State – or, excuse me, offered by Michigan State, Boise State, Air Force, Duke, um, Colorado, and he actually committed to Colorado. So we were talking a couple weeks ago about these big-time recruits not committing. Well, we got one. Good. So we'll be interested to see him in black and gold. Uh, maybe another great tight end in the long line of tight ends in Colorado history. Man, that's amazing. Shout out to Andrew. Way to put in that work. You know, Regis has a great program. Been following him for quite some time. Um, and, and and you're right, to see this guy on the field is, is, is remarkable. Not only just in size, right, alone, but... His versatility, you mentioned it, you know, playing tight end, you know, going to the defensive side of the ball, playing some D end, like all over the field. Um, it's exciting to see the, what the future brings for this young man and also just the program over at Regis in general as well. Dom, um, I'm calling an audible here. Okay. And I hope it's okay with you, man. Um, I had one more shout out to give, though. Okay. And we don't. We usually do our profile. It's been on football players, which is dope because that's, that's what we know. That's okay. where we come from. But I want to give a shout-out to Landon Calabrese. He's a uh, going into his junior year at Mountain Range High School. He's a baseball player. Okay. Um, kid is a kid is family. Uh, it's my son's cousin. Okay. But he's a beast, bro. Um, he's playing summer ball right now. He's hitting like 310, wow. uh, 450 on base percentage. I think he's got like five homers. He was like – he had sixth in – he was sixth in homers in, in his league in high school as a sophomore. Um Getting some getting some love from some coaches, being invited to some camps and whatnot. Um, class of twenty twenty four, he definitely should rank highly up there, man. He's a good kid, great kid. I've known this kid. He's he's what five years five days older than uh, Donovan. So okay. um, great kid though, man. And I just want to give a shout out to him. He's doing big things. Shout out to his family. Um, just just very proud to, proud to see him every time we uh, he's on he's on uh, Instagram or 
Twitter, his mom's posting video or whatever. It's it's great to see because uh, you you know coaching, you get to meet kids and watch them grow, and then uh, just having family and friends around you, you get to see their kids grow, and it's awesome to see somebody you've seen uh, putting in the work in from an early age, kind of start to starting to see some of the, the, the benefits of all this hard work. And I know he's got a couple of years to go still. And, you know, he's just getting into the recruiting process right now. And, um, you know, just big ups landing, keep working hard, man. And, uh, continue to, to, to just grind at it, bro. Um, we're, we're proud of you. And once again, man, um, just get them recruits, get them coaches excited, man. Hey man, that's a, that's a curveball. No pun intended. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice one, though. Uh, shout out to that young man and continue to put in the work that you put in. And, and you know, if, 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 if my partner here says that your progression from being a youth athlete to where you are now is starting to really show and you're starting to blossom, I truly believe it because I know this guy's eye for sports and talent. So, you know, shouts out to you. Continue to put in that hard work. And the sky's the limit, young man. Wow, man. It's been great, Dom. We're, we've, we've already uh... – we're already coming up to the end of it, man. Um, it's been a great day, um, great podcast. You got some stuff going on tonight with UFC. There's some fights. You watching any of that? I am because I've been watching the Ultimate Fighter, so I'm definitely going to be watching um, to see what's going on with the UFC fights tonight. Hell yeah, man! Um, camp coming up next week, right? We got we got uh, the Speed and Agility Camp. We're going to be working with some young folks. Camp is full, but if you want to come join us and just just take a peek and see what we do here at DNA Sports Training, um, you're more than welcome to. It'd be 8 a.m. at North High School over in Denver, so it's 2960 North Spirit Boulevard. Uh, we'll be on the football field. Um, once again, man, we appreciate you for tuning in all the time. I know we cover a, a wide plethora of topics here, and the feedback that we've gotten has been amazing. Um, love seeing where these numbers are coming from. Love seeing who's tuning in. Um, we encourage you to share our pages, share our socials, share our website with all your friends. Um, go out there, buy some merchandise, man. Um, DNA Sports Training is nothing without without the people. So hit up dnasportsdenver.com. Um, do what you got to do, Dom. Yeah, man. And, you know, I'll just like to end by saying make sure you also go check out Janice's Catering and Black7s.com. You know, we also wouldn't be where we're at today without some of the businesses and and partnerships that we have with some of these companies. So, you know, make sure you check out Janice's Catering to get you some grub and Black 7s to get your fit right, you know, in your design. Um, check out dnasportsdenver.com, book some sessions. Shouts out to the Wheat Ridge Vikings. You know, I coached that second grade team. You better watch out for us. We're coming for you this year. Um, anybody in Jeffco. But, uh, you know, thank you to all our viewers. And once again, we're out. Hey, and before we leave, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> don't mean to drag this on, but you mentioned it. Uh, Wheat Ridge Vikings, make, they got a, a, a horseshoe tournament coming up here. Uh, well, there's a few horseshoe tournaments for different grade levels of the team. So make sure you, you tune into Wheat Ridge Vikings online and figure out those dates. Come support these kids because they, we can't, they can't do it without the funds that you guys help provide. So For sure. Our, the first tournament coming up, I'll touch base on that. Sorry, Coach. No, you're good. Um, is for our eighth grade D1 defending champions, national champions. Shout out Coach AJ. And shout out Coach AJ Gallegos. Um, their tournament is actually today. Set- it's Sunday. It's Sunday tomorrow, right? Sunday. It's tomorrow, July 31st. Um, make sure you go out, support, have a good time. Sunday, fun day. And you're going to be out there with some great, great athletes, some great kids. And, and support that team, man, because they've been working hard since they were young guys. And, and, again, it's proven 
They're defending D1 champs, national champs, and shout out to Coach AJ and the rest of his staff. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. If you're a local business that wants to get a shout out on here or wants to do something as far as advertising, man, hit us up, dnasportsdenver.com slash askdna, or you can hit up info at dnasportsdenver.com. Um, we appreciate you for tuning in. For Coach Dom, I'm Coach Al. We out this month. We out.